0: And welcome to down the alley. This is PMAC and JP. And Katie's on mute. Okay. Katie figured it out. She, her sound (laughs) is on now. Um, yeah, no, we have two special guests. I think these are the two guests that the down the alley nation has been waiting for. Um, this might really be my white Buffalo interview. Like this is what I have. This is as good as it gets for me. So uh, without further ado, we've got Chad and Justin. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I got, a, I got a source that gave me a little insight, uh, into these two fellas from the great city of Buffalo, but we do, we got the Buffalo coaching staff. Welcome guys. How's it going this evening?
1: Fantastic. Uh, I, I guess I can go first, uh, Chad Hada. Uh, got hired right out of college um, for Buffalo. They just had a coach step down, kind of got lucky thrown into it, but that happened to be the COVID year. So we didn't even get a season. Um, Recruited Justin on last year. And that was really our first go at um, coaching high school lacrosse together. Um, And then uh, this year is second year going around. Uh, I coached For a year after graduation at NDSU, we both played at NDSU together um, then won a title in 2018, my senior year. I think your junior year, Justin. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Justin, how about you introduce yourself?
2: Yeah. Um, So I'm Justin Linderholm. I'm the offensive coordinator um, for Buffalo under Chad. Um, You know, just a little repeat of what he said. I graduated from NDSU a uh, year after and, um, I was recruited by Chad and I couldn't have been more excited to, uh, to take the job and, um, you know, I'm excited to be on here. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, we're, we're happy to have you. I think, I think everybody's going to be thrilled to uh, you know, l- listened, uh, you know, how, how the wagon was formed and, and how it, uh, how, how she's rolling now. So uh, before I dive into questions, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to reveal my source. I usually keep the sources tight to the chest, but I think on this one, it's safe to safe to reveal. How, how do you guys know Louie uh, Clifton?
1: <laughs> uh, Lou was my senior captain at NDSU when I arrived as a freshman. And then I suppose he was on the coaching staff, kind of like myself immediately after graduation, was still up in Fargo for a year, um, and just got to know him that way. And I don't know, as a freshman on the team, just trying to get to know people right away. <laughs> Louis being from Buffalo, I grew up in Monticello, so it was just kind of that friendly town rivalry um, type of thing. <laughs> don't
0: worry, we're going to dive into that. We'll get more into that. Yeah. Justin, any good uh any good memories on Louie? can we bury Louie at all any any
2: man i i don't have many stories i think he graduated a year um before my freshman year so um i didn't have too many conversations with lou but i know he's uh he's a great guy and um you know i i wish i that i could have talked to him more because he's just he's just awesome so yeah
0: yeah no love it uh Chad you started talking on this is this is the first question from the source um yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna say how did you end up going from Monticello to Buffalo I hear it's a big rival um I don't know if it's a border battle or not geography not my strength yeah. but um, I'm hearing it was a big rival and you know was that was you know how, how, how did you that'd be like me going to Shockbeat. that's something I would never yeah do.
1: <laughs> Definitely interesting. I mean, when we were playing Buffalo growing up, like oftentimes it was going to fisticuffs. I mean, people were dropping gloves or locker boxing on the field, I suppose. It's more what it was. Um, I don't know. I just kind of lucked out and it was a head coaching job out of college and couldn't say no. I wasn't teaching anywhere yet. And um, so it's just kind of where it landed.
0: Yeah, no, fair, fair enough. That you know when those when those jobs open up, you you, you got to take advantage. Does it does it feel weird putting on purple now?
1: <laughs> yeah, de- definitely a little bit, but uh, it, it's good. It's all good. I teach at Monticello now, so oh, so whoa, yeah, yeah it's- <laughs> <laughs> this is getting deeper and deeper as we go. Yeah, so you're a
0: teacher at the rival school. Yeah, and you coach at the other rival school of the rivalry.
1: They definitely don't like me too much during lacrosse
0: season. Do they like you out of lacrosse season? Cause I, this is, I don't,
1: I feel like I'm a likable guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Other, other big question from Louie was, uh, to, you know, as he's, you know, as you guys mentioned, he's an alum of NDSU as uh, well as you guys, um, you know, just touching on the national championship you guys won, you know, what was that experience like as, as players? Oh, come on. You got to bring that up.
1: (laughs) Uh, Pretty surreal. And obviously, like, JP knows St. Thomas has had our number ever since he's been there. Ever since I've been there, we beat them once my freshman year in the regular season and didn't beat them again till the end of my senior year. So they gave us the business on more occasions than once. I think we tied them in fall ball and. You know, thought that was something cool for once. and But, yeah, no, it, it was super cool. A lot of work going towards that. Um, I think we got really lucky with a pretty talented uh, freshman class coming in as well as, like, a group of seniors that just really wanted to spearhead the journey uh, that it takes to kind of win a national championship. Um, so we kind of got lucky on all fronts. We, we finally had depth for the first time in a couple of years and uh, a lot of good leaders. So,
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the more I get removed from like my personal feelings about that game, like I can look back on that season and just kind of like have a lot of admiration for that rivalry and that championship game, especially like, as just a lacrosse fan, that was a hell of a game. Someone had to win it. Unfortunately, it wasn't who I would have picked, but yeah, I mean, super fun rivalry. It's cool to like interview guys and like talk to guys that are also part of it as players so yeah you know hats off to you guys i guess
1: <laughs> appreciate it i think you have your fair share of trophies in here <laughs> so.
0: yeah so uh with uh, every interview we do we like to you know kind of kick it back to the beginning how did each of you get into the sport of lacrosse
1: uh i can go first again any first chance Started in seventh grade, uh, just kind of picked it up. I had played baseball with this kid um, for quite some time and he kind of played both. And then he just switched over to lacrosse and he's like, hey, you should like come out and join. And I was like, what do I got to lose? Like, I don't know, both my sisters played. So that kind of opened the door for me. Um, And then my dad coached them. So I was like, why not kind of join the family business? So seventh grade kind of gave her a whirl and just fell in love. Um,
2: so me, I, I picked up a stick in sixth grade. Um, same type of deal. I played baseball and then it just, uh, it got boring to me. So uh, I wanted to find something different. And my buddy was playing and he told me to try out and um, I haven't looked back. So um, none of my family really played. Um you know, I don't have a family or a lot of friends that played initially. So, um, it was just kind of something I picked up and I was, you know, decent at, at the beginning and it just kind of stuck. So
0: we kind of know Chad's whole background, Justin, you know, where did you grow up or are you a Buffalo guy? And, you know, what was your kind of (laughs) process, um, you know, in the, in the younger years?
2: Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm originally from Champlin. Um, so I played um, for NWLC when I started, they're the CPYLA now, but when I played, it was uh, NWLC, and then um, graduated to, I played at Champlain Park um, 2012 to 2015, so I was coached by um, Sean Clements-Trude. Uh, I know he was on the podcast, and, you um, know, and, and Nick Colpitz and all those guys, um, so I, I had a lot of uh, success there, and, uh, you know, thankful for a lot of really good coaches um and I played club ball with uh with the loons with Husack and all those guys so um it's it, it's uh you know looking back it's it's something I never thought that I'd be doing now getting into coaching but um you know I, I'm glad that Chad had faith in me <laughs> to to recruit me on so I feel like um you know with the coaching that uh, that I've had I can I can, uh, attest to the kids now and, and teach them to, to be good, good lacrosse players as well as, uh, young men. So,
0: yeah. And you kind of jumped to it, you know, how, how did each of you get into coaching from becoming a player to coach?
2: Yeah. Um, so I, I went back to youth ball, um, CPYLA. I know, um, my buddy's friends, um, my buddy's mom was a part of the booster club so, and they needed extra coaches, so I was just out of college, and, you know, haven't really started my career yet, so um, I figured I could pick up some extra cash, and, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, because, um, you know, it's it's a lot more fundamental with, with the youth guys, and uh, you get to learn you know, a lot of patience, and, um, you know, it, it, it was a blast coaching youth, and, um, but, you know, I kind of wanted to move to to more complex systems, and 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 uh, items like that. So I'm, uh, I'm happy that, that Chad gave me the opportunity. So
1: awesome. Well, yeah, same same kind of deal. Uh, freshman year of college came back, started coaching U13 lacrosse. At that time, it was odd numbered years. And then I just kind of help out with like summer camps and things. Same thing, just to make a couple extra bucks in the summer. And then once I changed majors to teaching and stuff, I was like, you know, Coaching is going to be something I'm going to need to do to supplement some income um, as well. So after I graduated NDSU, Coach Bosch was nice enough to kind of bring me on staff as a defensive assistant. Uh, so I got was able to get a year there and then straight out of there once I moved home, like I said, just kind of got lucky and landed the Buffalo job.
0: Yeah, so now both of you on the Buffalo staff together. Um, we talked a little bit about it. Sounds like you guys are listeners. How did you? How did you kind of jump into the podcast? Um, and and you know how how did you get introduced to the podcast?
1: Yeah, so the the girls' coach at Buffalo had a friend that uh, was a listener for. I don't know how long, I guess. And he's like, hey, man, these guys are raving about you. You got to give them a listen. He, like, time-stamped it for me. And before I even told Justin about it, I was like, oh, I'll kind of see what these guys are all about. So, and you were just pumping our tires. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, you know, a little recognition feels good, a little pat on on the back. And so I told Justin, and I've kind of listened since the end of last year, really, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't
0: uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say I didn't notice until until uh, Chad told me, and then I started looking you guys up, and then I was like, oh, Coach Sean and, and Coach Horn are on. So I listened to that podcast, and uh, yeah, it's 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 entertaining to listen to, and it's awesome. So yeah, it's really
1: great what you guys are doing. I feel like it's really connecting <laughs> together. Yeah, no, really glad
4: we now have for sure three or four listeners because they had a friend. So, if the two of them have listened, they heard it from two other people. So, I'm glad that we have four listeners.
0: <laughs> no, no, and, and it's fun like connecting with like different staffs and, um, you know, getting more people involved and, and whatnot. And kind of like as the more listeners kind of come in, being able to connect, you know, oh, we got Benel, we got you know, uh, we got Buffalo on, we got Centennial, like hopefully getting you know, different staffs on as we go here. But, um, you know, talking to Louie, was he, I think he coached on the staff. Was it before you guys were on the staff or first year you guys were there?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Louis was gone in prior Lake before, uh, before we ever got there. Okay. Maybe the year before I got hired on actually, he still might've been there, but yeah, I, I knew he had coached a little bit once he got out of college at Buffalo as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how, how did you guys, you know, it hasn't been that long. How did you guys go from under the radar off the map? You know, I'm not, not trying to throw any insult, but now you guys are a legitimate wagon. You know, what, what was that process like from day one to now?
1: Um, I think we just brought a lot of how we both had been coached. Uh, Justin's been coached by some really high level coaches Uh, in the state and just kind of background at NDSU. I just kind of take a little bit from everyone uh, that I kind of find and put our own twist on it and just try to make it as competitive as possible in practice so that they get that like game, game, like feel in practice. And then hopefully, obviously the game is easier than practice. That's the goal always, I think. But
0: Yeah. Justin uh, being the OC, I hear, you know, (laughs) you guys apparently love to score goals. You guys don't stop scoring goals. So, um, what's the secret sauce? Uh, you know, we're a big salsa podcast. Um, yeah. are you giving them salsa? Are you giving them hot sauce? Is there, is there a different sauce? That's not on my radar that maybe we should start feeding the kids. You know, what's, what's yeah. going on in Buffalo filling
2: nuts. Yeah, there, uh, I've been lucky enough to, uh, to have some, some, some good players right now. And, um, you know, again, with the coaching that I've learned, I'm able to, um, you know, kind of implement that to to each player and, and to their own individual style. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the kids, the kids love scoring. And, you know, as an offensive guy, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not let them ever. So, um, you know, with the skill that, that they came in, um, you know, I was very lucky to, you know, just kind of implement systems and, and that's not so much, um, refinement and, uh, you know, they've, they've done a really good job with uh, the younger guys and, uh, you know, teaching them and, uh, the systems and, and, you know, cause I can't get to everyone in, in practice. So, so they've been really helpful. And, uh, I know that that helps them out too. So.
0: And I saw, <clears throat> I saw you guys in winter league and, you know, offensively definitely had, definitely had some players, but defensively, at least when Prior Lake played, yeah, you know I know weird things can happen. Maybe I assume they're all Buffalo kids. On yeah. defense, you guys ran us over like a train. I, I I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot of you guys since. I'm hoping to see you more later. What's going on in the back end?
1: There are some big boys back there. That's for sure. Uh, kind of led by uh, Griffin Valley. He's a a rising junior that is absolutely unreal lefty with his stick. He's just a wizard out there, but he just also happens to be like 6'2", 200 as well. And he moves well. Uh, we got another two sophomores uh, back there, and then we have a senior as well. And the two sophomores are very built kids as well. So those are probably the ones that you saw in Winter League if they are running you over. they. <laughs> Definitely don't ease up on the body checking. Sometimes,
0: no, no, I, I love that, and it sounds like at least on the back end, you guys are built for not just this year. It sounds like you guys are built for a long term, long term wagon to keep this yeah. thing rolling.
1: We definitely got some youth on the back end, and that helps for sure.
0: Um, how about how about offensively? Are you guys a senior led group? It sounds like some you know younger guys too.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're very very junior heavy on the offensive end right now. Um, you got a couple seniors. Um, I know our big goal scorer is Lane Kologi. Um, you know, he's, he's just an animal. And then, you know, I've got a couple of other guys on that attack line that can dodge and, and create offense for themselves as, as well as others. And, you know, I've got, um, some guys in the midfield that, that can really, you know, cause havoc, um, you know, drawing slides and, and, uh, finding the next guy. So,
0: Love it. I, I'm happy. I'm thrilled to hear this because I want to keep <laughs> pumping Bison Boulevard. And the rumor <laughs> is JP might be making an appearance to Bison
3: Boulevard on Tuesday. Was that the rumor, JP? Yeah. Assuming we can get the coach's blessing to come out Tuesday night to do some content for you guys. We'll be there. So
1: absolutely. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Actually senior night for the boys. So they'd yeah. love to
3: huge. That's, yeah, that's yeah. going to be an electric night.
1: It will <laughs> be that, but, I would say St. Michael's probably their biggest rival uh, in town. They did senior night against us last year and beat us on a buzzer beater. So uh, we figured we'd repay them the favor.
3: Well, I've got Buffalo guys in my DMs almost every single day saying, you got to get us on the rankings. You got to come out to the games. So we figured we might as well, or, you know, finally get out there give you guys some, the love and respect that you deserve. So yeah, you know, we're excited to get out there, get some content for you guys. It should be a fun night.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good.
3: What uh, what are you guys
0: doing? You know, we had an interesting conversation with Irondale a couple couple weeks ago on kind of how they're developing their youth, kind of like the next you know crop of players. Um, you know, it sounds like it sounds like the team you have right now is on the younger side. Um, you're going to be able to keep this thing rolling. You know, what do you guys do on the youth side, and you know how do you continue to develop and connect with uh, kind of the younger players in the community?
1: Yeah. Um... Our our youth program's pretty strong. They've always done like a super good job, especially at the boosters about like promoting like youth across and stuff. And so we've always had like pretty good numbers um, through there and that stuff. Um, They've been really good about working with us as well. So like I'll throw practice plans down and stuff like that to get them to work on, you know, the basics that I want them to work on so that, you know, they can be prepped by the time they come to high school. And I'm not reteaching passing and catching and basic formation stuff because that doesn't allow me and Justin to then unravel that you know next layer of lacrosse to them and you know we're kind of strapped at that point so they've been doing a really good job about um feeding us kids who can you know who are athletic and can pass and catch already and have a good understanding of lacrosse so that definitely helps us out for sure and we have guys um kind of help out with youth practices during the year as well as kind of their volunteer hours to uh, lettering in lacrosse. So a couple of them will go down to work with the youth.
0: Awesome, that's huge. Uh, connecting kind of alumni, current players with the youth program. I'm a big proponent of that. I think that's, you know, that's who the kids look up to. That's who they see, you know, play, you know, Thursday night under the lights. So I think, I think you guys are doing it the right way. Um, you know, going back to JP's comment about rankings and all that, you know, I've, I've had yet one all year, um, you know, t- until you guys lose, I, th- I think you guys are the wagon, um, you know, rank your team, you know, where, where do you guys think? Um, I think you guys are obviously making noise. More people are hearing what I've been spewing um, for a, almost a year straight now. So, you know, what, where do you guys think you guys line up? I, I know your section um, is, yeah you guys got moved. How did you guys get moved? What is, I, and if you don't want to touch on it, you don't have to touch on it. But when I heard the news, I heard it, like, I heard it right before the season started and I, I started almost crying. I was like, this is a travesty, but now I think you guys are going to win the section and it's going to be, it's, it doesn't even matter. It's going to be that much more. Boom. Let's go wagon secured. I'm locking the doors before that happens. Cause no one else gets to hop on late, but any thoughts on anything I just said? Go ahead. If you don't want to answer some of it, you don't have to answer.
1: I'll say the section moving was peculiar, uh, to say the least. The girls' team didn't move with us. I wasn't sure, like how many other teams moved, but I mean, if state high school league wants to balance sections to take us from the northernmost section to the southernmost section of the state, I'd say. I mean, no offense to Section Eight. Probably the weakest section in the state to probably the toughest section in the state doesn't make sense with balancing things, but I guess that's all I'll say for that. But uh, I, I don't know if I wanna throw a ranking on us. I want our boys to kind of earn everything they get. And I think I think the state's being generous, having us where we are already. So I think I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, I thought Chad
2: was joking.
1: <laughs> When he said we move sections
2: until I until I looked it up myself but uh, you know I, I guess you're you you uh, you do you deal with the cards you're given so um, you know and, and the boys know that so um, you know they'll they'll find a way and, and make it work and you know they they know that they have have us as supporters and and uh, you know we do anything for them so uh, I'll I'll be on the same wagon as Chad about rankings um you know, I I think that, you know, if we keep it quiet, they they keep uh, learning that that you know they earn the ranking that that everyone sees. And um, you know, just know that, you know, until until you've won it all, we I mean, keep working. So
0: love it. Love it. So uh we like to end kind of each interview with, you know, what's your alley? Um, you know, that can be something you're passionate about today, something you're you know, kind of a lifelong mission um lacrosse not lacrosse you can kind of take it any direction you'd like um you know we'd love to hear each of your alleys
1: yeah sure i'll start off again um my roommate uh and former teammate uh anthony Bannock, um his aunts run this pageant of hope thing which is uh kind of like this beauty pageant for girls with special needs and stuff and we started doing that or he's been doing that for quite a while but he asked me to kind of join him on uh, last year and we're doing it again this year and it's actually their last year. So we're going to hope to keep it alive uh, ourselves and uh, with some of our friends to kind of keep that going. So that's, that's kind of my newfound alley. Uh, It's been an absolute blast uh, to give back in that uh, sort of way and uh, to make these girls years. uh, Sometimes they just really brighten up. So that's been a super fun experience for me.
0: So when, um, when is the event this year and where, and you know, maybe if other people want to help support, where can they look to, to go to?
1: So they, they have their own website and stuff. Uh, and they usually do it at, the um, it's Brooklyn center at the something Brown heritage center is where they've been running it. And it's usually towards, uh, the end of August, uh, there. So I would need to double check for a date on that, but yeah. It, they, you can find it all on the website pageant of hope. I that could be wrong on that, but I think it's something like that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. No, look that up for sure. Um, and then if you like have something tweet at us and we'll definitely like
1: we'll retweet it and, and share yeah, it for sure. Absolutely. Sounds good.
2: Um, mine would be, um, my, my good buddy. Um, he's got, uh, cystic fibrosis. So um, just recently, um, I've been getting more involved uh, in that. And we actually did, there was a big walk in Minnesota last weekend um, on it. So um, I know, I'm just trying to get uh, more involved with that, because I know that, you know, he he struggles with it every day. And, um, you know, as you know, one of his good buddies, I I try and support him and, and be the best friend that I can to him. So, um, you know, he, he doesn't really have a personal website, but, you know, cff.org is where you can, you know, look up, um, more about the, the, uh, about cystic fibrosis and, you know, uh, if you want to donate, um, et cetera. So.
0: Love it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing both of those stories. And, um, you know, if, if any of our listeners are interested in helping support either one, you know, please, please definitely hit those websites up and, um, you know, look further into those causes. So
4: we can um, put all that in the show notes or even like when we put on the Instagram, we can put all that in the, in the comments for sure. Yeah, For
1: sure. I can find that for you. Guys. Yeah.
4: Send it to us all that and link them and tag them and everything. Sweet.
1: That's awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, coaches, Chad, Justin, thanks for coming down the alley with us. And, um, JP can't wait to see the content that comes out <laughs> Tuesday night against senior night STMA. It's going to be an electric factory. You are you everybody knows who I have. It's going to be Buffalo, probably, I don't know, double digits the way you guys score. So uh seniors are gonna be buzzing Tuesday night. JP, capture it all. And uh Chad, Justin, good luck the rest of the way.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. All right, we'll get
0: you back on after you guys win the section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Have a good night, right. guys. Have Thanks, a good guys. night. See you, See you Tuesday. See ya.
0: Thank you, Justin and Chad, for coming down the alley. My favorite interview of all time, right there. Uh, Buffalo, a wagon and an absolute electric interview. And I cannot wait to see what comes out Tuesday night from JP's camera. I'm gonna yeah. just, just going to leave it at that. I have nothing. I'm speechless. I'm speechless right now. What else can I say about that?
3: I mean, that was a great interview. They sound like they are very knowledgeable, passionate lacrosse coaches. Um, They're clearly crushing it right now at Buffalo. Um, And, you know, I think the coolest part about them is that they are very heavily involved with like very admirable, cool projects outside of lacrosse, things that make a huge difference in other communities outside of Buffalo as well. Um, So, yeah, really good coaches. I think I would be somebody that would be happy to play for them. I think they've got, you know, they've made a really good name for themselves in their communities. And, you know, they're just, they're there because they love doing what they do. And, you know, it's cool to see.
4: It's like, they're so young, like not that age is anything, but like to be able to run, run a program at their age with like, you know, little, he just kind of jumped in. It sounds like little to no experience and have the control and the organization and sort of the, the confidence to start building a successful program and dive in, to the youth and have everybody back you like that must mean that they're like the real deal up there.
0: Yeah. They went from zero, like literally approximately zero to 100. Yeah. And now they're a wagon and now they're, they're making some yeah. noise. So it's cool. Great point by JP. You know, they're the, the things they're doing outside of lacrosse. You can just tell, um, you know, dialed in. I think they've got to be, I think they graduated in 18. They said. So they're 19 and 19. They're at my age. Yeah. So That's pretty. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, Good for them. And um, obviously I'll be rooting them on the rest of the way. Um, On to the next portion of this episode. Ted, welcome. You missed an electric one. Can't wait for you to listen to it. How are we doing this week? Happy Mother's Day. Not to you, but to your wife, Annie.
1: Yeah,
5: no, I I appreciate you guys taking that interview. Uh, Just got back from out of town for a family trip. This weekend, so it was getting organized, but yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the lax moms out there to my wife, Annie, my mom, Peggy, Katie's mom, as well. Um, and it was a crazy week of lacrosse. There was a a little bit of maybe one sided affairs, there was some overtime, there were some upsets, there were some, um, No, we're still the number one team type of deals, uh, a little bit on boys and girls. So, um, it was a, uh, it was an interesting week. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I think many people saw that we launched a t-shirt campaign for Sam Littman, who is a a close friend, uh, and, and colleague of mine, uh, from, from my days at Duluth, um, and really, um, Really happy with that. That people have been supporting that. I just want to give a few shout outs to people that have supported the campaign uh, just so they get the recognition. Not that they did this for that reason, but uh, Coach Horn, Coach Clem at BSM, uh, Kevin Myers, Stacey Bong, Alex Rogers, Andrew Law, Jaden Carlson, Nick Van Pelt, Todd Mott, John Whitney and Alex Kelly. All have purchased shirts. Some people made extra donations to Sam's, um, to to Sam's, you know, cause here, uh, and it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Sam. So thank you to those who have supported it.
0: And how many more days do they have to purchase shirts?
5: We have three more days uh, until the campaign closes, and then uh, it says orders should arrive directly to those who ordered around uh, May 27th. So I wanted to, instead of doing a two week fundraiser, uh, then shirts weren't even going to probably get here till June sometime. And I wanted people to have them maybe before the end of the regular season here and have them for playoffs. So um, it's a quick one, but you know, you can
3: go on to, um, is it on our down the alley link? Yeah, it's in the link in the bio for the Down the Alley Instagram page. Um, it's right there. There's a little notice above it too to point you in the right direction. We pinned uh, it, on the right- it too. Yep. So,
5: so, um, all good. I just wanted to give you know uh, shout outs on the show to the people that that donated, and um, they're not like all Duluth people either. Like these are uh, some of them are um you know friends of mine from Duluth and, and Sam's, but. Uh, other people d- down the alley listeners just in the lacrosse community and the lacrosse community has always been great about supporting other lacrosse people in times of need. Um, and so again, we appreciate, or I, I know I appreciate for sure um, the, you know, the, the donations and just the, the purchase of the, the certified wagon t-shirt um, that, that we, that we put out.
0: And this is a little out of order. We'll talk lacrosse next. Ted I think you dropped it in the discord. I think I may have gotten a text or two about it. Your Friday night barbecue i I, I need to hear yeah. I've been drooling my brain so, yeah. has been drooling thinking about it like all weekend. So was that a family trip um
5: my my father-in-law's from a farm town in Iowa um and we went down there this weekend to um the 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 house that he grew up and they're actually knocking it down because the his brother um, or sister and, and husband or whatever, um, they are actually building a new house, a brand new house on the farm and knocking down some of the old um, kind of the old buildings and kind of this was sort of a last hurrah type thing. So we're down in Iowa, but we decided instead of staying in a hotel, we we're going to stay in downtown Lamars, which is a small you know, drive through town on, on the freeway. And there just so happened to be across the street, a brand new barbecue place called Iowa Barbecue that uh, it looks like it just opened up because most of the buildings are very old and run down. And this is like a brand new thing. So either it got renovated or it's a new establishment. So we get there Friday. We just get everything, like just give me one everything, right? You know, classic. Um, And I will say brisket is like not my... it's not my favorite thing to order at a barbecue joint. I'm probably more like a ribs guy. Um, I like sides, uh, I, I certainly like brisket, but it's not like my number one go-to brisket was phenomenal. It was my favorite thing of the bunch, but the ribs were also very good. They did win awards for their pulled pork. I was, for me, it was like, it, it met the standard, It wasn't anything like out of the ordinary, but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't bad. Um, Sides were pretty traditional. You know, they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel, which is can be good and bad, I guess. Um, But you know, I give it like an eight six, probably. Um, I think it had it. The flavors were very much more like my favorite barbecue place I've ever eaten at Jack Stack in Kansas City, where it was a little more like heat it was like heat and like savory it wasn't like sweet barbecue um so it had definitely had that more style like style of flavoring so it was up my alley personally um but kind of where i'm going with this is then that on saturday we had some time before we went to this kind of this open house party thing where they were going to do like burgers and hot dogs and stuff it was like one o'clock trying to figure out what we're going to go eat I'm like, I'm going back to that barbecue place and I got more brisket, but I got the sandwich version this time, the brisket sandwich, because it was that good. It was even better for lunch because I think, you know, they smoke things right overnight. Yeah, more fresh. It it was it was more fresh. So um, if you're ever driving to northwest Iowa through there, um, you'll drive right through Lamar's. It's called Iowa Barbecue. I highly recommend it.
0: And the smoker looked legit. Like I think
5: that was a beast. I mean, it was, I think four barrels for sure, maybe five. Um, and they had wood stacked up outside, like just sitting there, like their outdoor seating was just surrounded by piles of wood. So, um, this isn't pellets, this isn't a uh, microwave. This isn't often, <laughs> this is a real wood fire here. So, um, no, it was, it was solid. And it was, it was cool. Cause it was sort of like a fast food type place almost oh. you walk up, to like the counter. And they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I want, I want everything you have. And they're like, great, here we go. We're just going to start slicing it up. And it was yeah. like, it wasn't, wasn't like sit down with the server or anything like it was just sure. A counter and then they got it on the tray for you. And you went and sat down, which sometimes we've been to those places, right. Where it, it's like, uh, in order to get the food out quickly, maybe the quality isn't as good. Right. This yeah. was not yeah. the case for Iowa barbecue.
0: I, yeah. I'd love to hear it. Great review. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. When do we drive? What tournament would you drive through Iowa?
5: Not, not that part. Cause this is Northwest Iowa. So we had to go like 169 through Mankato down through Worthington, Minnesota. Like, unless you're driving to maybe like Omaha or, um, I don't even know. I don't even know like what would be the next like Sioux City if you want to go. It's it's very close to Sioux City.
0: So under USHL hockey game, maybe you're
5: gonna go catch the Musketeers play uh, (laughs) in Lamars. um, And and but another cool thing about this place before we move on, it's also the ice cream capital of the world, self-proclaimed because it's home of Blue Bunny ice cream. Okay. So oh they that's had, that's like, like they had a huge ice cream parlor in their like visitor center downtown that of course my kids wanted to go to as soon as it opened on Saturday so I had about 10,000 grams of sugar <laughs> first thing in the morning like um <laughs> but it was good it was real good um anyway um
4: did you get vanilla oh,
5: uh I got a Heath Sunday Oh So good. It sounds like was was fantastic. Annie got a root beer float, frosted mug 1919 on tap. Signed Uh, Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. That's like
4: Austin's favorite. I mean, honestly,
5: like you go to a place and you got barbecue joint and an ice cream, like an ice cream
0: parlor with like every like what else do you even need? What's the like the standard of living there? Like, can we move there? Like,
4: why would anybody ever leave? Like, I'm uh, glad they're just tearing down the house and building a new one in that area. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty like You know, Can they get some cheap land
5: there? Yeah, You probably could. There's a lot of a lot of farms.
4: Does everybody work for Blue Bunny too or just farm and work for no, Blue they
5: Bunny? Farm. They all farm. Yeah. And I'm sure people work for Blue Bunny. I mean, um, Annie's grandfather sold dairy to Blue Bunny. Like, that oh, was a wow. customer. So, Genius. And, yeah. And so, like, I guess- I man, love cows.
4: I, I love cattle. cattle.
5: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them do um, work for, for in that industry or whatever. But um, no, it's a it was a it was a good trip. Um, and, you know, you go to a place that has great barbecue and ice cream. You know, you, you can't really come back and say, uh, you know, oh, it sounds that like that was a bad trip. Right.
0: OK, so instead of going to like Florida or Mexico or on a cruise, we're going to Iowa. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, it, it's not a bad idea. All right. We'll move on. Uh, any listeners that are still left after that, we'll talk more lacrosse for you. Uh, we've got, again, Ted kind of dipped his toes into it, gave us a little sneak peek. I think there were some big games. I think there may have been a couple of surprises. Um, it definitely, uh, definitely a couple of scores. i scratched my head at, um, you know, maybe some my, I, I, I try to give gifts. All right. On my reactions to, you know, the lax hub scores, Um, so if you, if you follow us on Twitter, um, you know, maybe you saw some of my gif reactions. Um, if not, let's do a deep dive. We'll go, we'll go girls, boys, Monday through Saturday. And then, uh, and then we'll look onto the following week here. So going back to last week, we'll go girls first Monday. Uh, Katie, anything that's popping out to you, anything notable, um, or was this kind of, you know, a standard standard day?
4: Um, well, my source is going above and beyond again, and I've actually received notes on the last week's games.
0: I love I love our sources
4: like in a word document. Um, he,
0: did he send did they he or she, I guess I don't know who the source is. did. Um, did they send it to you in a PDF format or, no, you know, save no, was, the word document in a PDF or they just say the word document?
4: It was a word to straight up word document, but like what would you prefer personally? Word document. Okay. Okay. So you can kind of edit they, it. They usually, they usually open faster than a PDF.
0: Okay. Okay. Good to no. know. All right. Good job, source. Keep us in uh, those word documents. We got Monday. What do you got, source and Katie? So
4: that was five two, right?
0: Uh, looking five two 22.
4: I think biggest the three notes uh, game of the night was Southwest Christian. Southwest Christian still undefeated.
0: Are they a wagon?
4: I think so. So I had, I had a run-in with them.
0: Is Southwest Christian girls all wagon? I is that the question so. of the week?
4: Yeah, I think it is. I I'll
0: pull them up.
4: I walked up to some of them and said to them, "We're trying to get a hold of you."
0: You you said this?
4: Yeah, I did. I was like, "No, uh, where?" I was at the jamboree.
0: Oh, okay. I really
4: hosted a B team jamboree and there was a Southwest Christian team there. Yeah. B team 10, a, whatever you want to call it. And there were some girls waiting for the trainer itself, South, from Southwest Christian, I walked up to them and I'm like, hi, like I'm on Delmi Ellie podcast. And they looked at me like I had a third eye and I was like,
0: they don't listen.
4: They're not listeners. And I was like, we've like, I was like, you guys are undefeated. And they kind of looked at me and I'm like, well, like your varsity team is like, Oh Yeah. Like they were not on varsity clearly. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, like, congrats. on like such a great team. Like we we wanted your coach on the podcast. And they're like, what? And like said the guy's name or whatever. I can't remember his name right now. The one like we tried to email and he didn't respond or something. So
3: there were some we- delays in communication. Um, They want to get on though. Okay, so I think in we have an but I was like,
4: oh, and we've like DM'd you. And they were like, oh, the Instagram. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, some of the seniors run that or something. I'm like. I'm like, we wanted you on the podcast. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I was like, tell your seniors that like to look in your requests. Like, I bet they just like don't even see the message there. And but now they did. It sounds like we've got them connected. But I was like, congrats. Anyway, so I had a a celebrity sighting Southwest Christian girls. It wasn't the varsity team, but I think they're a wagon. They're undefeated.
0: They're undefeated. I I think we got to get them on. They've got nice Uh, scores. I would love to meet them.
4: Yeah. So then who won Hill Murray White Bear? I have to pull it up right here. So that was the other one. So Monday.
0: you were on the White Bear train last week. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I Love Hill Murray and yeah, Hill Murray did win. Um and then Monday, Maple Grove versus Centennial.
0: So I thought that was an that was a score that kind of popped out to me. Okay. Is Centennial yeah. I know Maple Grove has kind of been there, done that a little bit on the girls' side. Where's Centennial in terms of their girls' program?
4: I have no idea. The okay. note they said, the source said, North Side teams continue to beat each other up. <laughs> so, like, well, I mean, close like, game, close game.
0: Looks 15, like
2: 13?
0: yeah, Centennial is five and two, and their two losses are two goals, two goal losses to like Maple yeah. Grove and Andover. So yeah, I think Centennial is right there.
2: Yeah.
0: They're on the Um, cost.
4: I think so, too. I think so, too. Moving on to Tuesday. We'll
3: go to the um, boys for Monday.
4: Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay.
3: Yeah, Monday, I was at the Centennial. Speaking of Centennial, Centennial Maple Grove game. Um, Not a whole lot from this game, thoughts-wise. Maple Grove coming off a big win against EP. I think we would all call that an upset, at least historically, for those programs. Centennial trying to still bounce back from their early loss to Anoka. Um, you know, Maple Grove, it, it didn't seem like everything was in the right place for them that night. Um, but Centennial, they look good and they look motivated right now. Um, Sammy Rodriguez, shout, shout out to him. Uh, Jacksonville Commit Mitty from Centennial. The guy is running around the field like he's at a track meet instead of a lacrosse game. He's one of the fastest players I've seen with a stick in his hand um, scored, I think three goals two assists that night, solid five point evening, um, 11 to five, I think was the final score. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Centennial was already getting back on my radar, but I think that solidly puts them, you know, in, in my window of teams that are contenders. I think they've got to just, you know, put the Anoka loss in the rear view mirror, which I think they have. And coach beach has those, those guys really motivated. I mean, they were, dominating that game the entire way through everybody from the last guy on the bench to, you know, the, the guys are on the field the entire game looked like they were into it. The parents absolutely love us. We were getting a bunch of love and a lot of shout outs from the, the Centennial parents at that game, as well as Maple Grove folks. So um, a lot of love from that game for us, but yeah, I think Centennial showed on Monday night that they are, they're bouncing back and they're ready to, to make a fight for the end of the year. I've got a question about Centennial.
0: You know, Beach, a guy we we know and love now, Um, great food recommendations, obviously has an elite palate. Is it tough for a coach like that to keep the boys hungry when you're probably feeding them some of the best meals out of any team in the state? Like
3: when you're, when the boys are eating so well, how do you keep them hungry? You know, I I get your metaphor, but I'm telling you, these guys, I mean, they so their locker rooms, the visitor locker rooms for Maple Grove are underneath the stands, Um, and it's just basically you're underneath bleachers, metal bleachers surrounded by a chain-link fence, right? So it's noisy, it's rattly, and you could just kind of hear the murmurings of the guys getting fired up. They're doing their hoorah chants underneath. They're banging the chains around. They're getting fired up. Like, they are starved, it sounds like. It sounds like Coach Beach is just putting the good barbecue right at the front of the film room. And he's saying, you can't touch that. You can't get anywhere near that. That's all mine. And you have to earn that. So I think, I think that group is very motivated. They're very fired up for the rest of the year. Like I said, I think, they, I think that loss at the beginning of the year is good for them because it showed them they can lose. And they have told themselves, we're not doing that again. So keep your eyes out on Centennial because I think they are a true contender.
0: Another score that pops out to me, maybe Ted was going to touch on this, Matamini Northfield. Did, I, I don't remember who picked who in this one. Um, I know we were starting to get high on Northfield. Um, yeah. Nice <laughs> win for Mott. Yeah, g- really good win for Mott. I, mean, I think we were more... I think we were more
5: concerned for Matt given the distance Monday night game. So you're not getting a practice in, you know, are you, you the had jet just lag effect, maybe at a Saturday practice, but you don't get a Sunday practice. You're going right down to Northfield, which is a unique experience. It sounds like, uh, haven't personally done it, but JP has said, um, it, it's a tough place to play. Uh, but they took care of business, um, you know, and went in and, I watched a little bit of the stream of this. It looked like Matamidi actually had their backup goalie in at some point. I don't know if there's an injury or if he was getting just getting time or whatever. Um, And so and it it wasn't like it was a blowout at any point. It was a couple goal game the most of the way. So shout out to Matamidi for, you know, a, a tough challenge going in and taking care of
0: business. On to Tuesday, girls source, Katie yeah what are people thinking
4: um Tuesday uh the game of the night was Rosemont at Pirate Lake went into overtime um a tit for tat game and Prior Lake ended up winning an overtime um amazing step down shot by Ava Schultz um 11 to 10 so that was pretty uh intense to say the least um I mean, I could expand on that. Do we really want to go into details about it? Because I was there. Um, I don't know how much detail I should go into. Oh,
0: let's move on to other scores. Okay. Uh, What else are you Um, seeing?
4: Blake versus Breck, 17-16, Blake won. Sounds like one of their top players got injured, which is something to note. For whom? Blake. Sorry, Blake. One of
0: one of Blake's players got
5: potentially players. got injured. Potentially got injured. Well, she 16, did get injured. Pretty what? Pretty high seventeen sixteen is pretty high scoring game.
4: Yeah, for, very. Even throw. I mean,
5: it, it, for like in high school in general, yeah. are girls' games the same amount of time as boys, or are they uh, longer two, but running time?
4: Except for the last two minutes.
0: Oh, running time. Holy, We're not running time, but the time is more running. Yeah. yeah. So, Does that make sense? Does that make ass. any sense what I'm trying to say? Katie? I think I know it. I, I think I know what you mean. Um, it, like, but
5: 17, 16, like that's a lot of scoring. Yes. Even even if you had two really good offensive teams, like a lot
2: of goals. And the amount
5: of time available to score that many goals, it seems yeah. like that you have to probably score in every possession. I feel like, or, I agree. Half of, like,
0: you know, half your possessions, this black team is just looking at their scores. Very interesting. The North, loss is a head scratcher. First game of the year though. They've won the rest of their games, except for this Blake game. And that was a one goal game. Yeah. So is Breck in the mix? I mean, they
4: were, they were ranked at the beginning of the season. And I thought that was silly, quite honestly. Okay. I like, no, I think they hold their own.
0: Okay. Okay. It's just interesting. Like it is very
4: interesting. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they were ranked at the beginning of the year. I could be wrong on that. And I remember being like, why are they up there? But maybe they're good. Okay. Um, Jefferson Kennedy. uh, Jefferson did win. The source made it uh, known that they said PWB won. And I was like, PWB? But obviously, prestigious West Wilmington. Um, Ah. I have a a comment from the Kennedy coach because she called me out on the (laughs) – texted me with a, like, screen grab or something. Love that. Podcast at the, she's like, no faith in us. When I called them out last week, she was listening. So we have, we're up to five listeners. I think she's like, I'm hopeful. I think we can, we have this in the bag. And then, uh, she texted me and I was like official statement. She's like, came out tired. Girls were driven to win, but lost trying to play an individualized game. So I Ooh. thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Jefferson beat us with their technical skills and lacrosse IQ still such a young team and, that once we have those skills to match, we could have dominated girls held on in the beginning, which was awesome. So Love it sounds that. like maybe the first half was a little bit more. I mean, they scored eight goals. So maybe that was, you know, something it was close for something. I don't know the scoring of the game and stuff, or the story of the game, but um, I
5: really like, I really like hearing from the coaches. Yeah. You got a text. I know JP's like been able to get coaches after the game for a quick just a quick, you know, quick thoughts or whatever. Um, Obviously I am a coach, so that interests me. Uh, But it, I think it goes to show that like, it like almost like humanizes the coaches a little bit. Like it, it, as opposed to these, like, you know, it put on a pedestal, like these figureheads or whatever. and, And it's like, yeah, like, you know, we had a game plan. We either did or didn't execute, but like, we're all part of this and we move on and, you know, whatever, like, Um, it's just an interesting aspect of, of the game. And, and it's cool that we've been able to bring that to the forefront a little bit more because it really hasn't been
0: in high school sports. You don't see it very much. All right. Moving forward, moving forward. I want official statements in the discord from the coaches. (laughs) Um, side note, Ted, your screen is black. I can't see your face. I would love to see your face the rest of the night. If something's going wrong, we can still hear you. Katie, you. back to you.
4: I think it's cool. That's a good point, Ted. Like, and also to hear the story of the game, you know, like it's just it's not a score anymore. It's it's people there. I think that was a really good point. Um, the last note on the third, uh, why EP? And yeah, I was hoping
0: we were gonna touch on this one.
4: Yeah. Yeah, where is the score? I can't uh,
0: see Thirteen, that. fourteen in favor of Eden Prairie.
4: Yeah, so like, I mean, they got it done, but that's a close. It's a close game.
5: I believe I was on the podcast saying I I thought Wayzata, my bold take was Wayzata girls was going to win this game, fell a little bit short, but good mm. fight. It sounds
0: like.
4: Yeah, seriously.
0: Love the fight from the Trojans. On to hump day. Or no, no, no. We Tuesday got for
3: the boys. Tuesday for the boys. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Tuesday for the boys. I, uh, I got an interesting one from Tuesday. Um, St. Michael, Albertville, Edina. STMA loses 9-10 to to the Hornets. Um, this STMA team is is becoming more and more interesting to me. Um, they've got an overtime loss to Minnetonka, which if some of you saw the highlights from the Minnetonka Instagram page, it was kind of a, you know, not a, a clean turnover in the midfield that led to a transition goal, losing to a Dyna by one. I don't know if it was OT or if it was just a, a tight game to the end. And then they lose to Egan, not to get ahead of myself, but lose to Egan on Saturday by one, also in overtime. So, I, but they're they're taking care of business against the teams that they should. So I don't know if they are right on the cusp and they just keep getting the wrong end of the coin flip in these tight games or or what's going on but I think I, that's a good point
5: because they're they're in the late conference and they're playing all these city teams right but they are in section 8 and I think like they're going to be pretty battle tested going into sections. Like I don't think any of the other teams in section eight are really going to have the schedule and the minutes, the meaningful game minutes that these guys are having so far this season. So that that's an interesting point that you brought up that losing some of these games, like it sucks, but it actually might actually be beneficial to them in the long haul.
3: Well, and I talked about it with Minnetonka as well. I mean, that's why they're on high on my list because they're able to pull out these tight games. Um, and there's some value to being able to win a game that goes down to the wire no matter who it's against. So I think STMA, you're making a good point. I think they are a team that when it comes down to sections, somebody that we should all kind of be watching with, you know, a little out of our peripherals a little bit because, I mean, they're, they're clearly putting themselves in the position to be able to win. Now they've got to turn that corner, but I think they're a team to be reckoned with. I'm interested to see them Tuesday night against Buffalo. I think that's a really good test for them um see if they're legit or not. Um so yeah, a team that's that's got that's piqued my interest for sure. You know, I don't know what it is, um
0: uh, but I think it was confirmed during the Buffalo uh podcast or interview. I I just don't like STMA. Like I'm a Buffalo guy, so you know what? I'm no, I'm not a I'm not an STMA guy.
5: Fair enough. I don't think any of us are really STMA guys, I think people <laughs> I just think it was an interesting note um, that they've been playing pretty tight games against, I don't know, you know, teams that really aren't even in their area. I guess they're in the conference now, so
0: they have to play them. But um, the biggest disappointment for me uh, for what are we on Tuesday night? Border battle, Kennedy, Jefferson, just one tier. I'm going to move on for Kennedy. I I, I expect more from that group.
5: Um spe- okay, so just to plant the seed. Plant it. So Buffalo played Hopkins okay. on And Buffalo won 14 to 3. I said 10 plus. And you said, you know, Buffalo, highest scoring team in the state. Hopkins has really struggled lately. And I'm like, I would have expected them to score 19, 25. Let's just as we get through the week here. Let's just watch. Let's just watch Hopkins. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, oh, we're watching Hopkins throughout the week. No, I'm not worried about Buffalo. Buffalo is a wagon. Okay. But let's watch Hopkins and see what's okay. kind of
0: going on with Hopkins. Hopkins off my radar as of Tuesday. So plant is seated. I'm I'm excited and, for and what just, water. I'm excited for the rain that's going to come. And just to like
5: preface this. Hopkins is co-op with St. Louis park. And last year and the year before that, and the year before that they were notoriously losing
0: games, 19 to nothing. Okay. So okay. I'll leave it there. We're, we're going to leave it there. We're going to move on. Uh, Cause we got, we got to keep the listeners hopefully listening. Uh, Wednesday girls.
4: Uh, looks like game of the night was the Andover Champlain park. One seven, six.
0: Ooh, low scoring uh, battle.
4: Andover. Yeah. Sounds like the notes I have. Chamberlain Park went up 3 0. Whoa. Then Andover shut them down for over 30 minutes and made the comeback. Wow. So that's inside info. On the Love inside the info.
0: Keep the insider um, info coming.
4: Southwest Christian wins Ryan. again. 21
0: goals.
4: Um, why am I not? Oh, there at the top of the. Yeah, 21 goals. So that was huge. They win. They just keep winning. Um, and then one of my faves, White Bear Lake, beat Mounds View.
0: Uh, they're dead to me. They lost on Tuesday or one, Monday. Okay.
4: Well, I think you're right, but I'm excited <laughs> about that. They won later in the week.
0: Okay. Okay. So those so were they, notable
4: they, ones that day. All right. There we well, are. A centennial again. Beat Blaine.
0: Well, I, I hope they beat Blaine. Like so. I mean, on. maybe
4: the girls. Maybe we're giving like the girls. We're giving all the, the boys all the time.
0: I'm not trying to give the boys I all the time.
4: time.
0: Girls definitely need some time. That, that was a short schedule. There's only like five games. Yeah, five, yeah,
3: but yeah. I would I mean, love if we can Tuesdays have
4: Wednesdays, Mondays. Wednesdays are
3: always shorter. Yeah, yeah. I would love if we could have the same school boys and girls wagons at the same time. It would be I absolutely know. electric. It sounds also, like Centennial might be our bad. front runner. I that yeah. them too for they're, a double for a double wagon school. Yeah. Centennial. Or Buffalo, anybody. We we can have more than one. It's all right. You're right.
4: You're right. You're right.
3: You know. You you know who has the adobo wagon.
4: (laughs) Everybody knows.
3: I think that's just a grand wagon, Buffalo. At this point, that's like a covered wagon
4: first in line, like across the country, old school. What was that called when everybody's like the gold rush?
3: The Oregon Trail.
4: Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Emancipation Proclamation. Isn't that when they all came across?
3: That was a different, that was a different thing. Okay. 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 We're private on a history. School. You're podcast. The only
4: one to watch your private school, So you should know all
3: that <laughs> hump day, hump day
0: boys take the lead somebody.
3: Well, I think we all know what the big game on hump day was. I, I don't know if this is going to be a, a bad memory to bring up. I don't know. Power Lake Chan overtime, if I'm correct, 13 to 12, Chan came out on top. I, I listen, it's not a, it's not a ring the alarms for prior Lake. It's not a go singing and dancing all the way home for Chan, but I think it's a a great matchup. We all know prior Lake's been there, done that they're legit. They're contenders this year. Um, But I think this is a really significant win for Chan. Um, Not that they're, you know, the automatic number two now, but it shows that they can play with the big dogs. They're still legit. They were legit last year. Um, Similar win last year against BSM for Chan. It, it it I think this is kind of that next step. BSM and Chan are playing this year as well, so I'm very interested interested to see how that game goes. But the top three teams in the state right now are kind of all right there. They're right in the mix. I don't think anyone's lost a game that should, like I said, ring the alarms. No one's won a game that should be, you know, this crazy – it's setting you above everybody else, but it shows that the top three teams are all kind of neck and neck right now. It's going to make for some great lacrosse though, for us come June. PMAC, any thoughts on that game? Anything as a a sideline patron of that game that you guys say about it? I was going to go, I was going to let Ted go. Ted, did you get a chance to watch this game at all?
0: I saw a little bit of, of it. Um,
5: I kind of was like what I expected. Um, I think both teams did well, what they do well. Um, I, I I was very impressed with it for, for prior Lake in this game and in the Benilde game, their ride um, has been really strong for them to get some extra possessions back. And they were able to um, create a turnover at the end to, to score, to bring it, to overtime. Um, And that was just a hustle play. Um, And so, you know, I think I, I, yeah, I mean, it was two great teams battling and there was just good plays made all over the field. I'm sure as a coach, you can look at the film and say, you know, we made certain mistakes. Like if we did this, we wouldn't have lost, whatever Um, both teams can probably go back and learn from that game. Uh, But overall is really well played. I think both teams have, a lot of superstar players that rose up and made plays. Um, And so I think um, that was an, it was entertaining game from the little bit that I saw.
0: Yeah. Shout out to chance face half guys, 36 guy, Dylan Kendrick going to Lewis. Uh, He's going to have a lot of fun uh, playing for Peruzzi there. And Peruzzi's going to have a lot of fun coaching this kid. Um, he really stepped up, uh, for Chan winning a ton of faceoffs uh, when Chan needed them. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was one of the most fun games I've been a part of as a coach, um, and been a part of in general, like it was back and forth. It was a battle. Uh, both teams were making adjustments. Um, both teams had players making big time plays. So, um, back and forth that, you know, when you're, when you get two teams that you know are supposed to be at the top of the you know top of the rankings
3: you know that's that's how that type of game is supposed to go last thought on that game dylan kendrick 22 for 25 on face-offs in that game 18 ground balls that's an 88 percent win percentage I, I mean the guy sounds like he was going off that night so shout out dylan hell of a game um
0: any other games we want to touch on on the boys side for hump day mm. No. All right, girls. Um, uh, Thursday.
4: Was that five five? Five five. Moizata and Atanka, beat them. No surprise there. Not surprised. Um, but I think a big surprise was Jefferson BSM score. BSM won twelve to eleven only. So Interesting. Really close. Yeah, like I'm. I'm really surprised by that. Um, I'm really surprised by that. So I think that's a really interesting score. I'm
0: going to pull up Jefferson. Keep talking.
4: Um, Blake versus Chan was another big time, you know, top 10, because I put Blake out of my top 10 um, game, and Chan crushed them 17 to six. Um, However, it sounds like they did that. That player that got injured did not go back in. She did not play in that chant game. What so, was the score of
0: that chant game one more time?
4: Um where did it go? 17-6. Okay.
0: Chan. Okay. So
4: I mean, just completely rolled them. And yeah, it's just it sounds like they were open unmatched without one of their best players, probably their best player. Um, so that's a huge bummer for them and her, obviously, to be injured. Um I believe she's a D one commit. So that's kind of scary if it's serious. Yeah. Um, And then sure enough, Southwest Christian wins again. So we're not, not surprised. No surprise there. Um There was another one that I kind of, Oh, um, Buffalo girls only lost to Eden Prairie 10 to 18.
0: Well, it's still, wide I mean, it's a lot,
4: but like it's, they scored 10 goals. Yeah. I, just saying, I'm, I'm, just gonna, saying. I'm gonna, okay. not 18 okay. to zero okay. or 23 to one.
3: I wasn't, wasn't 18 to 11 though.
4: I know, but still.
0: <laughs> hey, so going to, going to this Jefferson girls team, very interesting schedule, tough schedule. Um, I guess I don't know how, well, they've, they've got a weaker conference, but they're out of conference games. They're scheduling Rosemount, Edina. Benild, Blake, and Shan might be in their section. So they're out of, they're out of, sorry, out of conference. They're out of conference games. They've got the big dogs and they got blown out by Rosemount. They got shut out by Dinah. Um, I'm sure that was a wake up call. Um, And then they, they come to Benild 11, 12 loss. So come sections you know depending on you know what they can do against Blake by the end of the year what they can do against Chan do we place future bets when Jefferson you know you could get some good odds on the Jags girls right now I agree are the Jags girls can we buy low here and sell high later yeah I don't know.
4: You I see, think right now that's buying high. If they're only down by a goal against Benil, that's kind of buying high. Should I know. Have uh, them two weeks ago,
0: but people are people are looking at their their uh you know they're their four and three. Um, they got shut out by Edina. They got pounded by Rosemount. Sure, I guess you could say you know the people you know yeah they had a one goal game against Benilde, so their stock isn't high right now. I, I yeah. don't think, I don't think it's higher than it was. I need you know, a lot more. Loss, on, I think I'm going
4: to need a lot more to bet on them.
0: You're going to need a lot. I don't know. I but that. So that means our stocks low. That means no one's belie- the, the general consensus is no one's believing in them. So yeah,
4: I suppose. Is, I'm not betting I, on them.
0: You're not betting them. I, I don't know. I think there
4: might be some,
0: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not betting our mortgage on it, but
4: yeah, we'll wait and see.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Any other games from whatever day
3: we're on right now?
4: Um, I don't think so.
3: Over to the boys. Yeah. Um, and I don't have much to say about this game, like specifically. Um, the Irondale Mountains View game, though, a, a border battle, a very deeply rooted rivalry. Um, you were there, right? two Schools. I was there. Um, we we like we've we've heard a lot about this rivalry recently. Um it, it was a blowout, so I don't want to touch too much on the game itself, but the the atmosphere of this game was the definition of what a border battle should be. Prior to the boys' game, the girls were playing at 5:30. Did they have the brass there? The okay, they had everybody there. They had the, the brass, stands were full. They had the band was there. section was going off? Wow. They had people doing push-ups on a giant plank. In the student section, they had an announcer who I don't know who this person was announcing the game, but he knew his stuff, right? I've been in lacrosse for many years. I watched my sister play years of lacrosse. I couldn't tell you when a certain penalty happens in the girls' game. This guy knew exactly what was being called before the ref gave the signal. Um, so hats off to Irondale. They had food trucks there. Like I said, the, the people were there. The band was there. It was awesome. And, and another shout-out, Connor Cavall surpassed a hundred points in a career that not a big deal, not a big deal. The guy gave us an absolutely electric interview at the end of the game. Very humble young person. He's, you know, a a fantastic player, had a great highlight toe drag, low to high snipe. If you want to check it out, it's on the Instagram. Um, And the best part about this rivalry, they're now playing for a trophy. This trophy is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's an old, it's a it's modeled off of a, a native American stick it's it's made of wood it's got the the circle head up at the top with the the cross leathers in the middle um, i hope they start putting some score engravings in it or something like that to make it a little bit more personalized but it's very cool that they've got something you know for the generations to come to pass between the two schools um but yeah it, it was a great atmosphere the, the students were there for it um, the fans were there for it it was it was, it was really great to see
0: Love it. Um, a couple other scores that popped out Buffalo over Eden Prairie. Uh, I don't think anyone a couple years ago would have guessed it. I've been all over it. I knew, I knew that Eagles can't fly anywhere when the Buffaloes are just eating them. So, um, Buffalo, it was a closer game than I thought it was going to be though. So, hats
5: off to Eden Prairie. I mean, obviously, we don't, we didn't see the game. Um, But I feel like Eden Prairie struggled a little bit, the kind of beginning part of the season. Um, But to hold Buffalo to 11 and keep it within four, um, I'm not like saying they deserve to be ranked because of this. But I guess a respectable effort, in my opinion, against a number, depending on which poll you look at, a top three to four team, right? I was starting I, to get
0: maybe a little higher than I needed to on Blake. They lose uh, in an essential game, you know, on their schedule, they needed to beat Jefferson. Um, Blake loses by one. I'm, I I heard some things, talked to the coaches, um, back and forth battle. It sounded like an awesome game. Um, a tough, tough loss for the tough loss for the bears there. Um, and there's another score that popped out. Oh, Rosemount over the combos. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a good win for Rosemount. I think I would have probably taken the combos in this one.
3: Yeah. They the over combos top. were high on my list. They're starting to get there on my list. Um, kind of the early quarter of this season, they they've dropped a couple lately. I, I'm guessing that teams have started to scout them. Well, know who their producers are. Um, so a little bit surprised to see, um, I'm not surprised to see Rosemount pull that went out. Cause I think it's a winnable game for Rosemount, but a little bit surprised to see Eastfield Apple Valley drop to five and four right now. Um, you know, they're a type of team that I could see make a run come section time. Um, but they're going through a bit of a slump right now. I think they've lost yeah four of the last six. Um, so hopefully they can bounce back a little bit, but
0: last but not least on this day, uh I'll golf clap up. for hey, Farmington over the Panthers.
5: Well, I before we get into that. Okay. Before we get into that if we look right underneath, you got Edina seven, Hopkins six.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to talk about either one of those teams. I think I don't. I I don't want to diss. I already sold the Edina stock. I was shorting it. Right. Um, I, I don't want to diss them any oh, more than they enough. need to. I've been I've been mean enough. I've been mean enough, so I don't even want to get into that. Fair enough. Now to the golf clap.
5: Oh, thank you. Um it it was a good game. Um Farmington has never beaten Lakeville North ever. Um I would say Lakeville North is Farmington's biggest rival in lacrosse. I don't think Farmington is Lakeville North's biggest rival, if that makes sense. Uh for how that dynamic works. Um, you know, a team that's in conference and in section. Um it 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 was uh it was a good win for the for the Farmington program. Um I know Lakeville North was missing some guys, so uh I think we all know that the road probably leads through them later in the year and we'll have to we'll have to do it again against a a much different team. Um but hats off to them. They they were missing some guys and um they're they it was kind of next man up. It was a pretty close game um until probably maybe like fourth quarter. Like it, it was pretty tight the whole way, but, um, you know, it was tied in one or two goals the whole time. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a really good win for, for the program and, um, you know, fun to, fun to say like, here's the game plan. Let's go out and execute it. They did. And it, they had success doing it despite all the other factors, you know, that we could talk about, um, it really helps. I think from a, like a team coaching perspective to say, like we prepared a certain way and then like it, it actually ended up working. Um, that's a big step for a program that's trying to maybe take the, the, the step into the bigger arena. And, you know, Lakeville North is a team that we have to be able to compete with if we want to get to where we want to go. So, um, probably we'll see them again at some point later in the year. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a nice win after some really close conference losses that we've had this year
0: on to Friday, definitely a couple, a couple nice, uh, scores we could talk about on the girl's side. Katie, where do you want to take it?
4: Um, there's two, I guess, to note. the game of the night prior like Chan, um, I couldn't be there for this one and Chan doesn't have a stream. Interesting. I'm going to chirp them for that because love it feel like a parent can maybe if the school doesn't have something set up I feel like a parent can volunteer to get that up and running like bummer it was a huge bummer I think there's um from what I've heard from other parents and other programs big time grandparent you know thing with the streams um I don't know I don't know why they don't so I was bombed. I couldn't even stream it. Um, Prior Lake was up four nothing in like the first half of the first half, um, and then it came back. And my source wrote, um, "Slugfest of the top two programs."
0: So it was, were, were bodies hitting um, the floor? I mean, or? it
4: just ended up being then. They came up and tied one, 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 one. What just back like a and back, forth. And forth, back, back and
0: forth? Back and forth. Love it. Was and it
4: and it was not overtime. Okay. Prior lake one, but I'm pretty sure it was like seven. It was like nine, seven prior lake, nine, eight. Okay. Ten, eight, 10, nine. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. But it's like if there was another five minutes in that game, the tables would have probably turned. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I wasn't could there. Could have. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I think that
4: just proves that Chan's really like a player in the game.
0: They're legit. I,
4: mean, I never thought they weren't, but like this really, this, it wasn't a fluke that they beat Lakeville South.
0: Sure. Sure.
4: Um, they're, they're prepared. And I think, I think that's true. Um, and then I think Maple Grove and over and over one um, the source rope must be chomping at the bit to play Armstrong I wonder if that's, like, a section matchup, probably. Okay. Um, Armstrong, they mentioned Armstrong a couple times, and I'm like, am I, like, completely oblivious to Armstrong?
0: So is Andover chomping at the bit to play Armstrong? Is that what we're reading? Robinsdale-Armstrong. Let's pull them up. They're six and all.
4: Okay, so, yeah. Hold the doors!
0: We got an
4: undefeated squad! Yeah, they made a note that... Fire Lake is eight. zero. Southwest Christian eight. zero. Robinsdale Armstrong six and all, And they play Maple Grove tomorrow.
0: Okay. I'm going to list so, off. Like what? I, I've got, I got Robinsdale Armstrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to list off their scores. 16, one. Yeah. 16, six, 22 to 10, 13 to two, 20 to one. And 15 to two. This team likes to score goals.
4: Yeah, we're sleeping on Armstrong a little bit, I think. So I'm glad my source doing my job for me.
0: That's why we have sources. My
4: attention.
0: We have to have sources. We can't. We we would miss stuff. I know. Robinson Armstrong.
4: Yeah. Undefeated. Welcome to the the podcast. Like
0: welcome to the podcast. If they beat Maple Grove this week yeah and if they go undefeated so if they I don't know
4: what i don't know what okay. day that oh tomorrow it's tomorrow So
0: okay so monday maple grove wednesday they got anoka thursday they have wyzetta okay if they go undefeated this week we're making them come on the podcast
4: yeah that'll they beat wyzetta too that'll be huge okay. i also had to run in with the wyzetta coach really yeah and she was like yeah she's like you didn't rank us i'm like oh i did last week I bumped bumped Blake down and popped you in there. And then they were talking about some other, you know, other rankings that we don't even need to talk about because they don't matter. Um, Fraudulent. Other rankings are fraudulent. I met her for a time and she like loved it. She like knew about it. So I don't know if she's like a listener or something, but I was like great to meet her. She was at the Jamboree. Nice of the varsity coach to come out and support their B team.
0: Love that. that That's huge.
4: Yeah, it was great. Um, But I think that's it for... Uh Friday. We'll I gotta talk... save some for Saturday.
3: Yep. Uh over to the boys. Yeah, I got I got two shout-outs to give before I think we get to the game. We're all waiting to talk about. Um, two more members of the Benjamin Franklin hundred point plus club, if you Not a will. Big deal. um Tyler Smith out of Duluth surpassing a hundred career points on Friday night. So hats off to Tyler. Congratulations on that huge accomplishment. And also Matthew Hudson out of St. Thomas Academy kids, a junior already surpassing a hundred points on the career. Um, again, congrats on the unreal accomplishment. Um, looks like STA beat Simley 14 to one Duluth beat Hill Murray 10 to six. That's a big win for Duluth. I think um, it's a tough, we talk about the jet lag, the travel thing. It's a long trip for Hill Murray to go up there um, on a Friday night. Um, but doesn't take away from the significance of that win for Duluth. We are hoping to get up there for a game uh, here in about two weeks or so to see Duluth, get some content for them. If anybody knows a good hotel with some decent rates, please let me know. I'm trying to get up there. I want to give you guys some down-the-alley love, so help me out a little bit. But congrats to you two guys. Hell of accomplishment. Um, Congratulations.
0: Um, What game would we like to cover or For Friday,
3: was there any games? Um, there was one. It was like halfway, halfway decent. Um, God, who was it? It was like, were you at? Were you at a game Friday? Yeah, it was. It was like the Ponds versus the Maroon Horse Riders or something like that. Or who was it? I think it was. Oh, it was. It was the number one versus the number two team state or teams in the state. Prior Lake versus Benild St. Margaret's the overtime thriller. Holy smokes. I was literally sitting there. Before we get into the details of this game, I was literally sitting there watching the fourth quarter by myself. I mean, not by myself. There's people all around me, but I'm alone just laughing about how insane that game was, how wild that Prior Lake was able to come back, make it a game. And I was like literally talking to myself about every crazy play that was happening. Ted, you touched on Pirate Lake's ride earlier in the podcast. Their ride is ridiculous. I mean, that game was probably the best high school game I've ever been to in person. Um, it was super fun to watch. We got the game winner. Sorry, PMAC. We got the game winner. It's on the Instagram. If you want to see it, go watch it. Um, but, I, I mean, a hell of a game. Benilde came out on top in overtime. Um, but, yeah, those are my thoughts on I don't know if you guys got anything on it, but, um,
5: I was watching the NFH NFHS network stream, so I have no thoughts on the game because I, it looked.
4: Can see it because you couldn't like, see it.
5: It looked like a Vincent van Gogh abstract block art <laughs> kit. Um, that like my five year old was gonna put you together. You saw all the
4: face offs, but I you didn't saw, see any of the goals. I saw
5: blobs of color moving and a delayed camera following. I think which was, was the action. It could have just been the ref running back. My
4: source chirped them in the yeah. write-up.
5: Um, but from the potato camera that they had, I did see, uh, a little bit. Um, it looked like, you know, obviously just looking at the following, like the lax hub live scoring, it just seemed like Benilda was jumped out all over, but then you know, some things settled in and then Pryor Lake had to just claw their way back and they did. Um, and, you know, again, another overtime heartbreaker uh, probably only makes PL stronger as the year goes on. Um, I don't want to say these games don't matter because they, they certainly do. But out of conference, out of section for Chan and Benilde versus Prior Lake the, the, the thing you want as a coach and as a program is to get the most out of that game you possibly can and heartbreaking overtime losses, as sucky as they are, you probably can find a lot of good film to make yourself better as you move on. So um, other than that, I don't have any thoughts. I could, didn't really see the game much of it, but um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, guess mean, I Oh, go ahead. ahead.
3: I was, I was going to say it was kind of a, a tale of two halves, you know, but like you said, Ted or Benild came out to a hot start six to one at the end of the first. Um five-nothing at the end of the first. Five-nothing. Or sorry, six first half, one six one at the end of the six first one at the end of the first half. Yeah. Um and but I, I don't think that had anything to do with Benild playing out of their minds. Uh there was a little bit of sloppy play on the clears. The sun, I know, was a major factor for both teams, but I think it was a little brighter in the in prior lake's eyes in the first half. But Prior Lake came roaring back. I mean, that fourth quarter, five to one in the fourth quarter for Prior Lake, they definitely said to themselves, hey, we're not backing down. Um, a lot of guys were making plays. And it was it was cool to see that, you know, even after going down that, you know, that far in the first half, prior lake came roaring back. And I think it it shows that, like we were talking earlier about the Chan Pryor Lake game, these top three teams are all contenders. And I think that game can go the exact opposite. Like I think prior Lake could just as easily jump out to an early lead like that. Benilde could come crawling back. We could see a four to three defensive battle between these two teams. We could see a, a, a 16 to 15 barn burner of a game. I think both of these teams are willing to match the other's level um, and give the other person of the other team, you know, a hell of a run. So I think it, it bodes well for, for, you know, come to state tournament. I think them plus Chan, are all right there? They're all contenders. Um, sucks for Prairie Lake that they dropped both games this week, but I don't think it's anything that you know you have to be overly concerned about.
0: Yeah, you know, there's some major storylines. I'm sure that people want you know to you know be touched on. Um, I'm definitely not blaming the sun like JP. Sun was there for both teams, so um, definitely not any excuses. Um, the coming out of my mouth. Um, but, you know, super proud, super proud of the guys this week. It was, it was a great week for sure. Um, you know, we schedule, you know, these types of games, um, you know, and this type of schedule for a reason, um, you know, we want to be prepared at the end of the year. And, um, I think this week will be part of that process. And I think we'll be, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully the most prepared for section state, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, this, eh, you touch on the Benel game. Cause that's what we're talking about it could have been really easy for the guys to just pack it in, call it a night after the first quarter when we were down five, nothing and say, Hey, yeah, we just don't have it. And, and, you know, a uh, student section left after the halftime and, you know, people, people were doubting us and, you know, that, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, super proud of the guys made adjustments, listened to the coaches, um, stuck, stuck with it and just said, Hey, We can only, we can only play one play at a time here and, and you not even one goal at a time, like just focus on the moment and they peddled back when they could have easily packed it in. So, um, another one for the Bucks. Chan and Benil, both of those games, a couple of the most fun games and, uh, intense moments I've been a part of, uh, in lacrosse. So, um, it, it was, it was a pretty cool night, proud of the guys and, you know, didn't, Either game didn't fall obviously how we wanted it to, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll prepare us, you know, for when and Ted's Ted's words, you know, when it counts. On to Saturday, girls.
4: Yeah. Um there's a big there's
0: one on this one. I haven't even pulled up Saturday yet. There's a biggie. Is there not?
4: Two biggies. There's
0: a couple biggies. Okay. Okay. Um, Talk to me. Oh, there's a biggie. I'm okay. I'm caught up. There's I'll, a biggie. Start,
4: I'll go down the list. Down the list.
0: Start at the so top. The Let's go one by of the one.
4: Two, the first of the two is Blake versus Eden Prairie.
0: Talk to me. What happened here?
4: Well, Blake is down their top player.
0: Okay. It
4: so sounds like now she was out the rest of the week after getting injured. Okay. Reportedly, she was on crutches. Brutal. So bad news for her, sending her, sending her some, quite honestly, a little bit of like love on that, that, that really sucks. Um, I had nothing good to say about her after our game, but you know, after the kind of the competitor and me steps back um, playing against her, it, it wasn't the funnest, but you know, she's, she's playing the best she can. She's a great athlete. And obviously we don't want anyone to have to suffer injuries and, not play the sport they love. Um, and so that's a huge, huge bummer for her. And so we do wish her fast healing. And I hope it's not as serious as the crutches may seem. Um, and hopefully she can, can get back out there to help her team because it is clear that um, they're, they're struggling a little bit without her. Eden Prairie beat them 23 to nine. Yeah. 23 to nine. Yeah. EP, Quite honestly, has done nothing miraculous this season, and then they just beat Blake. Yeah, um, I'm a little stunned. Like, again, this is why we play the game, this is why we play the game. Um, so I guess they still scored nine goals, like battle, you know, but 23 to nine.
1: Yeah, that's that's I
4: don't know, I don't know, I think 23 is a little excessive, but but still I'm not their coach, whatever. But like, I'm, I have no words. I mean, I would love to know the story of the game. I would love a comment. I would love a, I would love an anecdote of just something that happened that day. Nothing it's from just, the source. Nothing just source Blake, source. Blake was down there. D one commit. That's all. And she was reportedly on crutches. So like, okay. Clearly okay. Okay.
0: So was, they, okay. They, the source gave us some link. info. Okay. Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah. She is the okay. missing link for yep. Blake.
0: Yep. Yep. And maybe yep.
4: it's, maybe she, she rallies them. Not only does she score a lot of their goals, maybe she rallies them and they she must play better because of her.
0: Yeah. She must. That's so tough. that's like, that's crazy. Tops
4: her. So I hope she has some healing because they need her. Wanna, that's it sucks. It sucks. It sucks to get injured. Really? It does. Um, and EP just ran over them. Um, then we one note to that was on from the source source. Okay. Okay. Um, couple teams went to Moorhead or played Moorhead. Love it. So that's kind of fun. Um, you know, they they beat them both. Um, South played them and somebody else played them. Um, so that's kind of cool. Just growing the game in the North a little bit, like cheers to those, the, the city teams that went, I think they both went up there. It's like
0: Brainerd and Minnetonka this week.
4: Okay. Yeah. So like, I love that a little road trip, like for the team, great bonding. And just and just getting up there, I think is that's a great a great thing to do for the teams down here. Yeah, that and would be
0: fun there. for the team. Like, so fun
4: to do so the fun. trip
0: and everything. Yeah.
5: Yep.
4: Yeah, we did that when I was in high school. We played in Duluth, and it was actually on Ted's birthday, which was this past Saturday. And well, you you came, you and your friends came. Mm. We played a Duluth team, and it was thirty degrees. Do you remember that? You don't remember that? Yeah, um, but yeah, it was, it was his birthday and it was freezing cold. So hopefully that some warmer temps up there anyways. Um, also B Jamboree four teams last year, 12 teams this year, beautiful weather, tons of support, huge success. Shout out to some of the parent volunteers for prior like that put that on because they had knocked it out of the park and it was an awesome day. It was an awesome day. Um, I get home from the Jamboree. You You get high school girls are funny. Yeah. So I was there. We coach, coach, coach. You get home. I get home. High school girls are so funny because like there, sometimes I'm like, how do you like make it through a day? How do you even, do you even like lacrosse? I mean, I know they like it, but sometimes I just think there's, you know, a little bit more fire in our bellies to, to be a little bit more competitive and, you know, rough and tough. And then some days I get an, an all caps text message from one of my players who I'm really close with screaming at me. I I think it was a, I think it was actually a phone call. I get a phone call and I'm like, I just saw you five minutes ago. Like, what's the question I answer. Do you have, do you have the stream? Do you have the stream? What are you watching the stream on? Like, didn't you have the stream for Rosemount? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it was so bad. We got rid of it. Like, I was like, she's like, what's the password? And she's probably somebody I would give a password to. But I was, I I was like, what are you doing? It's a beautiful Saturday and you're going to want to sit and watch a stream. This is so unlike you guys. So she's like, she's on the phone with me and she's like, Edina is, is beating Rosemount. And I was like, what? She's like, I need the stream. And I was like, she's like the girl, some girls are there. Edina's beating Rosemount. Like at the time it was like five to three or something like that. She called me in like the first, first half or something. And I was like, I don't have the stream anymore. We got rid of it. NFHS is trash, trash media. Sure. And so she's like, oh my gosh. So then we just have like boots on the ground. Girls went out. It was a beautiful day. Went to the game. So now we're getting text messages of just score updates. So rewind to Monday because Chan doesn't have a stream the old school way of me getting the the text from prior like Chan game. Yeah. Boots on the ground. You got to go old school. And they pulled it off. Edina beat Rosemount. And the source says Edina looked dominant in the first half. And that's all they wrote because I bet there's still like, like what?
0: So. uh, Huge win for So third party.
4: Because their jerseys, I love their jerseys huge win. I have no idea what happened to Rosemount. I don't know if they were plagued with an injury. I don't know if the sun was in the goalie's eyes. I don't know. I have no, I have no inside source really on this other than the fact that Edina just like clinched it. So
0: for me, I, I don't know if this is like, this is obviously a great win for Edina, but is this a crazy win for Edina? Edina only has one loss and that's to prior Lake.
4: Right? No. I, that's what I mean. No. And Rosemount now has a couple losses.
0: That's their third loss. Yeah. And to Edina prior Lake and South. So yeah, that, you know, there, right. there are three respectable teams. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but Edina beating Rosemount. I'm not like mind blown.
4: I know I was, should I be, I was okay. I guess I was still just ranking Rosemount like, like
0: three or four. Two and maybe they're three, five probably. or six. Yeah. They're probably yeah. five or six now.
4: So an interesting turn of events in my sources, top eight. I think they will tweet it tomorrow. Okay. I don't know if they tweeted already. Not sure. Um, I think, I think it's going to raise some eyebrows and I really like it. And interesting. I'm not going to say I'm plagiarizing and I'm not saying that my source is doing all my heavy lifting for me, but maybe but they I are really like their top eight.
0: Okay. I can't wait to see it published by the time this drops. And so maybe probably shortly after
4: you're, you're bringing me down. I like, I agree. You're right. It's not that crazy, but like, in I'm not the trying moment, to bring it down
0: or, or push it up, like, but I'm like, what I, the heck? I'm third party. I'm third party on the girls. You know, I'm in the booth for some games. I yeah. thought Rosemont was a good team. Don't get me wrong. We beat them in overtime.
4: Right.
0: So I think Rosemont is a good team, but you is a good team too. Like They're Edina. So I don't
4: know. And it was the first game of the season that Prior Lake played them. You know, that it's right, like right. This has been a this been a month of lacrosse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A so lot. So
4: yeah. I'm excited for the for the rest of the season to say the to say the very least. So, anyways, that was it was a big texting day.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. So um I'm still
4: kind of the talk of the town, but
0: so to talk about the rest of the season, we're not going to talk about the rest of the season, but we're going to give you a glimpse into some games to check out this week. Uh, we're getting to be a little long here, so let's try to be, we'll try to rip through it here. Um, Are there
4: boys games on Saturday?
3: This coming Saturday?
4: No, for past Saturday. Oh.
3: Yeah, Egan beat STMA in overtime. Um, you know, big bounce back win for Egan. Another we touched on a little bit earlier, STMA just keeps finding themselves in those close losses. So, teams to keep your eyes on. Um, but that was definitely the, the biggest game of the day. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that.
0: Awesome. Coming up this week, um, let's give game of the nights, you know, maybe on uh, maybe one or two others. Um, uh, but let's try to be let's try to be kind of quick here. Um, I'll
4: start
0: yep, girls Monday.
4: I'm just going through the week, the three undefeated teams. Pryor Lake plays Farmington on Tuesday. Southwest Christian plays Hutchinson tomorrow. And Robinsdale Armstrong plays Maple Grove tomorrow. So these all are the, the next game that would break an undefeated team.
0: So those are all, those are your Monday games?
4: Nope. These are just the, my games of the week.
0: Uh, well, I have to add one then. Armstrong versus... Wyzetta on the girls' side Thursday.
4: Okay. So, yeah. So they play Maple Grove and then Wyzetta.
0: Yeah. Armstrong's schedule this week is like my, my, we'll
4: keep a watch.
0: They're, they're my watch. So if that's all, is that all we're doing for the girls? Yes. Okay.
4: I will look through, but I think those are going to be my top picks for the week.
0: That's fine. PMAX girls' game of the week, Armstrong versus Wyzetta. Potential wagon if Armstrong wins. Um, Boys, let's just go day by day. Monday, anything
5: Monday for me, Creighton Durham Hall and Woodbury is probably the game that it's probably going to be the most competitive game. I like I think. that pick. Um, interesting to see. I think both teams have had some ups and some downs this year. Um, so I, I think it'll be a competitive game. I don't really know who's going to win that. Um, but I think that's really the only notable one for Monday.
0: Fair enough. On to Tuesday, boys.
3: Um, on top of the Buffalo STMA game, which we've talked about already, um, we've got the Edina Minnetonka game. Eh, um, doesn't do a I lot think for it's me. something that people are interested in, just given those two schools. Um, bit of a rivalry, border, border battle game. I think if Minnetonka Tonka doesn't it, win by six, plus there's an issue. Yes, I agree. So, not not a whole lot going on earlier in the week for the boys. So, um, North for south, we got a yeah. border battle. We Perfect. have border battle alert. Yep. I think yep. we've got Irondale-Mountsville over again with this game. What does that I'm mean by that? Do you think it's just going to be a blowout? Yeah, I think north blows them out. What's your line?
0: <laughs> 10. I'll take the under. I think it'll be closer than 10. Fair enough. I think it will be too. Um It's never a blowout between these two. It's a good opportunity for South.
5: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, no, this uh, this game is always a fun one to follow. It seems like it, no matter what the year, it's always a battle. Um, so yeah, that that was going to be my sort of game of the night was North Lakeville North versus Lakeville South.
3: There's also a, a decent game that night between, uh, looks like Farmington and prior Lake. I think there are some ties from this podcast to that game. Am I correct? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> uh, yeah.
5: I mean, you know, we talk like, just as I was saying like about the Lakeville North game, you know, that's the arena we want to be in as a program. And, uh, you have to, you have to go in and be able to compete with the best. So, um, it's a tall task for our, for our guys, but, um, it's also PLAY youth night, which sucks. Like the whole freaking town's going to be out there. So now you already, it's already a tough task, but now we got like more fans in attendance too. So, um, but it'd be fun to be fun to play against PMAC on the other sideline and Casey and say, like, I mean, all the coaches know each other and like PMAC played with Mitch in the college too. Like, it's literally like the coaches could just like. Stand in the sub box and chat while the two teams play. Really
0: <laughs> on to Wednesday.
3: Irondale CDH. I got Ooh. my eyes on that. I think Irondale should win that game. Um, but CDH is not a team to just sleep on. Um, so I, I don't have a lot of insight into it, but I think that's one that we should all be aware of. Um, I, I I do think Irondale will win that game by yeah, four or five. I, yeah, I think i has got this one. One one to watch. So
0: yeah, that's
5: really the only one that I think will be competitive on Wednesday.
0: Uh what about Yeah, uh, you're probably right. On a Thursday.
3: Um you know, Ted, keep talking about your schedule. I guess we got Farmington Shakopee. That's um, gonna be interesting. You guys, uh, is this game. a
0: grit week for Farmington? It's a grit week. A
5: grit so, week? Honestly, like, uh, it's like a little in behind the scenes, you know, after that, that win on Thursday, you know, everybody's pretty pumped. It's like, Hey, great win. But like your reward is you get prior Lake and Shakopee next week. Um, and so this, this is uh character building week for sure. Um, and again, uh, you, you got to be able to, to hang with the best if you want to if you want to get to where you want to go so um it'll be interesting obviously shock p is uh on fire this year um you know so we'll, we'll see how we match up um i think egan versus the valley trademark registry copyright is going to be an interesting one because it's like they're kind of like I don't know. All those kids grow up playing with each other. Like that Eastview Egan, like that district One Ninety Six Dakota lacks, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that will be an interesting one. Um, STA and Chan play. Um, I don't think, I'm not really sure if that's going to be a good game, but, um, I know last year it was a good game. So, um, it could be, it could be, it could be, I mean, it could be Hudson, Matt Hudson, obviously like JP said, um you know 100 points already at at career points as a junior um you know he's shown to really been able to put the team on his back i think i don't know we'll see i i I think saint thomas is is starting to dial some things in um but chan looked really good too so uh that that would be an interesting one to watch
3: yeah i mean i know sda is getting a lot of guys back in the lineup um from from a number of different reasons but it's definitely a game that could turn into something um interested to see how it goes for sure on to friday we have another border battle on thursday
5: just i would have to talk about it because i don't think we know anything about these teams but duluth plays hermantown proctor
0: i like that so it's like i'm sure it'll be electric
5: yeah i mean it's like it i guess you know, if we're gonna talk about north versus south, we gotta talk about Duluth versus Hermantown Proctor. Is EP um, Tonka border battle too? Yeah, I mean, I guess technically mm-hmm. you could you could say that. Yeah.
0: Couple border battles. Always yeah. love those. Hopefully, hopefully we get some good scores. Hopefully, you know, some something shakes up. Um especially in that Tonka, Tonka EP. You know, we're probably counting EP out. Could EP make a statement win here? Could happen. They're starting to heat up, maybe get some things organized. I wouldn't be surprised.
5: I wouldn't be surprised if Eden Prairie finds a way to to at least make it interesting.
0: On to Friday, maybe another border battle, Moorhead, Grand Rapids. Are they anywhere near each other or did I just make that up? That's um, they're the two well, closest programs that are together. Like those are the, uh, the two programs that are most nearest to each I other. Believe, border battle by default.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I Moorhead is on the. Um the western border of Minnesota and Grand Rapids is on the eastern border of Minnesota. So I think they're on opposite <laughs> sides of the state, but I don't know, maybe wait, not. Wait, I don't... Whoa,
4: whoa, 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 oh no, whoa. sorry,
5: sorry. No, Grand what? Rapids... Did you just say no? No, no. I'm thinking of Grand Marais. I'm sorry. Grand okay. Rapids is straight north. Moorhead. Yeah, you're probably right. They're probably the two closest programs, like they're border by default because
0: there's no other programs in between. Right. Uh, in between them. Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. I was like, okay, I'm not going to geography, but I know they're not on opposite sides of Minnesota. Uh, you're right.
5: No, I was wrong about that. Okay. It was, okay. uh, I was thinking of Grand Marais, which is by Duluth. But anyway, Grand Rapids, Moorhead, I guess we have to call it a border battle because there are no other lacrosse programs in between those two cities.
0: What about this Stillwater-Woodbury game? Could that one be interesting?
3: Yeah, it's. I think it's another one of those games where Woodbury could make it very interesting. On paper, Stillwater should win that game fairly easily if they are who we think they are or who the state thinks they are. Um, but don't count Woodbury out just because they don't have the name of Stillwater. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely one to watch out for. I've got kind of a sleeper of a matchup. I don't know if it's going to be a great game, um, but Mound West Tonka versus Waconia, two teams that people sleep on that don't know a lot about them. Um, And I I have some ties to Waconia, and I know that that's a program that, again, might not get the love and recognition that they would want. I'm personally more of a Mound West Tonka guy if I had to decide between those two. That's fair. But I, I think it's one that it, it's it's an opportunity for a program like Waconia to kind of put a notch under their belt of, yeah, we, we ran with Mound West Tonka. We, we might have beat them. So another kind of a, an under-the-radar matchup that I think deserves some recognition. Um, one I'm interested in for sure. so I'm taking Mound West Tonka in that one. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. I'm going to take Waconia just because, like I said, I've got some ties to that town. Um, but interested to see how that goes on to Saturday. Is STA have a little bit of a grit week too? They got baniled. STA's got a big week. I I love the Saturday afternoon 12:30 matchup for STA BNILED. The two I think undisputably the the biggest private schools in the state. At least you're gonna in years just pass lake under
0: the bus no, no, no. here. It,
3: it, as in years past, the last two years or two tournament years. For STA, have been significant. Um, I don't know how this game's going to go in STA's favor. I don't think it's going to be close, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but STA, like I said earlier, they're getting their, their guys back. They're getting healthy. Um, it, I think Chan will be a big test for them. It's going to be tough to bounce back, but it's an opportunity for STA to at least say, hey, we can run with the top two teams, two of the top teams in the state. Um, see if they're they're bouncing back from the kind of the rough start they had to to begin the year with.
0: You know, to I kind of like all almost all of these games here on Saturday. Prior Lake for CP, couple of big public schools going at it. Like they've had history. Mankato coming up playing Farmington, couple of gritty gritty towns going after it. You got Mott going up to Duluth. Hopefully they're going up Friday so they don't have jet lag. And then you got Tonka heading over to White Bear. I kind of like all of these matchups on Saturday. It's it's not a ton of games, but the games, it's not quantity, it's quality. I like the quality of matchups here. Yeah,
5: no, I think, I think that's interesting. Uh, a lot of like random, like, I don't know, just good matchups. I'm going to go, I, my bold take of the week, I'm going to take White Bear Lake to beat Minnetonka. On, on Friday, uh, Saturday. At I'm going to
0: follow o'clock. you. I'm going to follow you on that one.
5: Five o'clock at white bear, you know, again, not, not a tough drive on a Saturday afternoon, but you know, how motivated is Tonka going to be to go out there and play them? You know, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is like, I think Tonka's is the better team, but this is a little bit of a trap game for them. So I'm going to take white bear Lake, um, Maybe they'll prove me wrong and beat them by a hundred. I don't know, but um, that's my bold take of the week. So white bear
0: going into this week, they're five and two. They're five and two. They've got, they beat Woodbury who's supposedly according to some sources, a a, a good team. Um, they've got nice wins. They've handled their, most of their opponents pretty well. They got kind of ran over by Irondale. They lost a c- close one to CDH who I think you and JP, I'm not going to put words in your mouths, but you guys seem to kind of like CDH. Yeah,
5: they're not so, they're not like a top five team, but you know they're they're respectable. You know they're they're in the mix for sure.
3: The, the skippers they love the podcast. They love DTA. They're killing it on their own media game. I don't know who's doing it. I've said it before, though. I love Minnetonka. I'm I'm taking Minnetonka by five in this one, um, but. that's just me so no i think like i said it's a
5: bold take of the week um i have a feeling um and either i'm gonna look like a genius next week or um it's just gonna be tonka nation skipper nation just absolutely flaming me on the instagram the twitter um but you know i it, it wouldn't be interesting if i didn't make a bold take
0: Love it. Uh, shout out to, again, one last time, Chad and Justin from the Buffalo staff coming down the alley this week. Um, you know, we got a couple of good options. We might make somebody come on next week. A couple of undefeated squads we're taking a look at. Um, I th- you know, may- maybe Southwest Christian on the girls' side, maybe Armstrong. We'll see. We'll see who uh, can come out of this week still undefeated. love to get, uh, you know, maybe a new girls' wagon team on the pod. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk again next week.